A few weeks ago I was sharing with you about how we hear from the voice of God from uh, a reading uh, from John's Gospel, chapter 10. And we look together about Jesus where he says there he's the shepherd and we're the sheep. And we will know him because we will recognise his voice. And we share together about how we can hear the voice of God. Revelation 3.20 says he stands at the door and knocks. He's there knocking, wanting us to open the door so that we, he may come in and have fellowship with us. And we read right throughout the pages of scripture about how God speaks to his people. Do you remember Isaiah when he's up there in the, in the mountains and he, and he sees all these amazing things, the thunder and there's fire and there's lightning and everything and it says that God wasn't there and then there was a gentle whisper and it says then is when he heard the voice of God. And we shared together about how God speaks to us in those quietness and those moments. But how he also speaks to us through scripture and through one another, sometimes through the gifts of the spirit, the prophetic voice or through tongues and interpretation. How God speaks to us in so many different ways, sometimes through our own conscience, through other people, our brothers and sisters in Christ. There are many, many ways in which God speaks to us. And we share together that when we want to hear the voice of God, we need to make sure that when we think we've heard from God, that we test it out. 1 John 4 says, test the spirits. Make sure that you're hearing from God. That you don't then go off and just say, well, I've heard from God, I'm going to act upon it. When actually it may be your own voice that's saying, I I think I should go and do this. God says, test the spirits. The Bible tells us to do that. To make sure that what we're hearing is from God. And we shared that the other week about how we might do that. On our last all night prayer meeting, uh, Rohit, who you know um, from our church here, gave a testimony. And in that testimony he shared really about how he heard from God and how God has spoken to him over his life. And some of the struggles and the challenges that he and his family have faced through those times. And how he's heard from God and how God has led him. And so I've asked him, because not many of you were there at the all night prayer meeting, to share the testimony again this morning. And he's going to come and uh, he's going to share from his heart about his life and about how God has led him all the way from India to here and and in his life, in his job and everything else he's going to share with us today. I don't know about you, but uh, I was given a verse of scripture when I was 20 and I went out to Africa, uh, to Uganda as a missionary. I remember the, uh, the service that I was at, uh, where the, the church that I belonged to then kind of prayed for me before they sent me off. And, uh, uh, and I remember after that service, this, this dear lady, elderly lady in the church came up and she said, you know what, she said, while, while we were praying for you, God gave me this verse. He's never done that to me before, but I heard the voice of God and he told me to tell you this verse of scripture. And my, the verse that she gave me is a verse that stayed with me right throughout my life from Joshua chapter 1. Be confident, uh, be strong and courageous. I've commanded you. And so on. Rohit has a verse as well, and I'm going to read that before he shares, because it, it speaks... So often about, uh, you'll see it in the story that he's going to tell. 
The story of how God has impacted his life. From Jeremiah chapter 18. It says this, This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house, and there I will give you my message. So I went down to the potter's house, and I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as he seemed best to him. Rohit, I thank you first that you're going to share what God has been doing in your life. I'm going to get out of the way so you can have the microphone and put my Bible down. First, let's pray together. Lord, we want to thank you for your testimony through Rohit. Because Lord, each one of us has a testimony of how you have touched our lives. And we pray today, Lord, and we ask you today that as Rohit shares how you have shaped him on that potter's wheel, and Lord, how you have led him in his life, that you would speak to each one of us, that you would encourage us and just stir within us those moments where you shaped us too that we might give thanks to you. Speak today, Lord, for we, your children, are listening. We ask this in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. So tell me, Rohit, about your childhood. You didn't grow up in Harrow. No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm basically from uh, India, uh, from the southwest region of uh, India, uh, probably... Uh, you know, if you try and uh, if I tell the name of my town, uh, it's probably doesn't show up on the Google as well. So it's pretty much uh, the size of uh, Heinz Road, if you like. Uh, you know, probably a little uh, bigger than that. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a very rural, uh, you know, uh, setup. And you know, uh, <clears throat> had a sister, uh, you know, who's elder to me. Both my parents were, uh, you know, working class. I don't know about this. If you already know, uh, in a all parents have aspirations, so the aspiration of my parents about me was, yes, you know, you got to get, you know, uh, educated well, go to good college, and, you know, obviously these things. Uh, pretty much, uh, let me say this first, I'm not a doctor or an uh, engineer, so in India, if you're kind of having a kid, uh, the parents' aspiration is, you know, either they go into medical sciences or engineering, so I'm neither of that. I, you know, uh, and that was not my parents' intention as well. So you can benchmark me as to where I stand now. So uh, that's where I uh, actually uh, this thing. <clears throat> so of course, uh, you know, uh, well, the expectation was clear uh, from my parents that okay, you got to study well and you know uh, get good college, good grades, and then you know you got to be independent. Well, I did as was expected. I tried. Uh, never succeeded. Uh, uh, meaning to say that I really tried hard. I really tried hard, uh, you know, uh, doing all those things what they expected. Uh, but it never reflected in my, uh, uh, you know, uh, grade cards, if you like. Uh, just to begin with, uh, what's called as a GCSE year, we have tenths, uh, which is like, you know, you uh, finish your high school. Tried really, really hard. You know, never got through, again, kind of an average. Now, this is a real issue because I'm just at the beginning and then I've got this high expectation to match. Uh, and if my grade cards are not reflecting that, obviously I can't go ahead uh, in terms of getting, you know, good 
good college and obviously that's going to kind of so there is a lot of pressure on me uh, but still it never happened uh, <clears throat> but of course uh, you know the results came i was kind of you know uh, expecting a better result i didn't get what i needed or uh, you know what i should have got uh, so what it meant is i could not go to college as i said uh, but uh, in india a lot of things can uh you know you can get things done uh, because even if you don't have marks and you want to land up in a good college you just need to have contacts and then apparently godfathers in right place uh perhaps in my case i didn't have any godfathers so uh, the only hope was god the father so just uh, you know I prayed and prayed uh, about it god i mean this is what i got i did it i did my best this is what i am with uh, but there's only one way i can get to where you know uh, is my aspiration or my parents this thing and that is through your help and that's exactly what happened uh, i got into a college again the story continues again i tried hard uh, in my college no this thing uh, can you just bring up this uh, slide please uh, i just thought uh, probably you know if you don't trust on my words you look up on my great sheets uh, This is a brave guy putting his grey sheets up yes, there, I tell you. Yes, uh, I can show the world to her, you know, my capabilities. So I just kind of, you know, barely got a first, this is my uh, GCSE, next, going into college, you know. What, what percentage did you get on your GCSE? 61. 61%. percent. 61%. So, which in Indian terms, to be very honest, no chance. It's like, you know. So... pretty much you know bottom of the pile uh right more into college again the same story uh, can we have next slide please uh went into college again you know tried hard now again there's no option no godfather so god the father trusted because this obviously you know there is only one way if i can get through into a university which is you know trusted god uh again it happened again it happened god put me into a course uh, which was kind of you know uh, now when i see back it's kind of in a highly rate uh, yes so this is again me in my uh, a levels if you like which is you know pre university second class so again so obviously medical and uh, you know engineering well i didn't think about it originally but still no chance not even you know close getting a good degree is something that you can all hope for but yeah so <clears throat> again uh, got into uni and again the same continues right uh, i got 7 of 7 7.7 out of 10 which is again second class now uh again what next again pray to god god this is you know it's all in your hands if you can do this i can get through it otherwise obviously no uh i tried to get a, get a job after this you know but never never happened so the only fallback option is again continue studying so i went into post graduation tried really hard again this time i really really wanted to do it but again with all my efforts in all my abilities this is what i could actually get uh, if you can't read it uh, suppose it's 8.71 yeah of 10 which is again you know kind of second class now when i got here uh, you know uh, i finished my course in my post graduation and 
apparently uh, you know i was kind of noticed for one of my skills which is uh, econometric skills now uh, for those of you who don't know econometrics uh, is basically uh, if you are one like me who hates mathematics who hates statistics and who hates economics then econometrics is all put together so you can just think you know what it looks like and it it just that you know apparently people say i'm too good at it i don't know why uh, it's just you know this thing and there's one particular strand that i would like to uh, bring out here is in all through my uh, you know right from my gcse's a levels university through post graduation my weakest link the weakest link was mathematics statistics and economics don't trust me look up here can we have next place please uh next please this is my uh gcse if you see mathematics that's the least out of all the uh you know uh, subjects right 43 43 and just to note and the passing score is 35 so you know so you can put me uh exactly where i stand i went to pre university again uh, can we have next slide please yeah that's 50 that's the least out of all the subjects that i chosen right uh next slide please and this is my undergraduation course and if you see you've got couple of 8 9 7 and this thing but the weakest ones or the lowest ones is what i've highlighted principles of economics boom 6.57 gone again you know agric surprises and uh, this thing again it's an economic subject 6.19 and if you look down elements of statistics 6.1 and bear in mind 6 is kind of in a pass so that's where i really stood uh can we have the next slide please and this is my post graduation yeah again if you see statistical methods that 6.75 but if you look across there are a couple of nines and eights and you know uh yeah uh again the the ones that highlighted uh, on the left bottom is again mathematics and then again statistics i mean what i really want to bring up here is i just trusted on god because there was a no option for me and whenever i did that i was actually put in a right place and the right time and you know with right people and god had actually turned my greatest weakness all through my life into my greatest strength and it actually didn't end up there he put me into a profession which just uses the this bit of my uh, you know <laughs> skills if you like so uh, and he opened me an opportunity to get a phd in uh, uh, specializing in econometrics and it was just so awesome i still couldn't actually believe it i was doing this and because nobody who looks at my score grades could ever think that this guy can actually do this again it didn't stop there i mean he he prepared me to much greater than what i had originally thought and he's placed me in bank of england today doing exactly the economic stuff which you know this grades wouldn't have allowed me to do i mean all i want to say here is don't count on your weakness you never know when your weakness is going to be your greatest strength just wait for the right opportunity and then trust in god and it happened to me when there was no other option and only option for me was to trust on god and just nothing else yeah so this is Amazing. where uh, you know uh so your greatest weakness all the way through your yes. academic career yes That- and 
that's where God had planted you yes. to do your job. Yes. That's so now you're working. It's good to know that the bank of safe hands. <laughs> God's hands. Wonderful. It's amazing, isn't it? Yes. How God sometimes does that. Absolutely amazing. But you're not alone, are you? You're not a bachelor. No. No, because your wife is here. Yes. Which is amazing. And your daughter. Yes. And uh, so praise God for that. So they just come back uh, today, the first Sunday in church. So it's amazing. Second, Second Sunday in yes. church. I wasn't here last week. <laughs> so, uh, so tell me, how did you meet your uh, gorgeous wife? Uh, I always ask. <laughs> uh, in a classic Indian style, it was an arranged marriage. Now, if you're thinking it's kind of, okay, parents tell you go get married with her, no. Uh, it's kind of a semi-arranged, if you like. Uh, in the sense that my, both my parents were, you know, my parents and her parents were, uh, you know, happy if we agreed to marry. Uh, so, obviously, we went to her house to meet her, and that was the first time I ever met her. Uh, before going, I prayed to God that, uh, you know, well, if it is your will, and if I want to, you know, uh, if I feel comfortable and you give me that message. The first time I ever spoke to her for 20 minutes, at the end of this thing, I decided I'm going to get married to you. Yes, it's true. Uh, the and first and time. she thought the same thing? Or? Yes, she did. Wow. She did. Tell me if I'm <laughs> Yes. Uh, and it was the first girl I had, well, you know, we went to look when this matter, you know, when the uh, thought of marriage came to my parents and then, you know, that's what it happened. And what was strange about that is we got married and then after a couple of uh, months, uh, one of the elders in the you know, uh, church actually uh, told us that uh, apparently my great-grandmother and her uh, great-grandmother uh, were Bible women and then they were very, very close friends. And we didn't absolutely know anything until then. It was kind of a shocker because uh, we didn't live close to each other. It was through our common acquaintance in church, you know, who actually, you know, proposed that there's a girl who's looking for marriage and then this thing. But uh, at that time, it was kind of, you know, reinforcing me that, yes, you know, there is, I mean, it's not my thinking or it's not my decision. God is actually, you know, uh, making this decision in, uh, for us. So here we are. Amazing. So we married and we have a lovely daughter. She's named Stuti. Uh, Stuti in... Uh, uh, in my regional language means praise, praise, you know, uh, praise the Lord. So Wonderful. that's what we have named her. Wonderful. So how did you come to be in Harrow then? Because you were in India. Yes, uh, I was in uh, India working for uh, you know HSBC for about five years. Everything was quite settled, and uh, uh, we had a newborn uh, as well. So uh, suddenly uh, it came to our mind that you know should we just go abroad for a while just to you know work when a kid is uh, you know young, just you know kind of experience the world. Uh, and I tried a little bit. Uh, you know I applied in two three places. I never had UK in my mind or you know London in my mind. Uh, nothing worked out but we were kind of okay it was not like a desperate we just gave it an attempt uh, and then we prayed about it as well and then apparently a friend of mine who I had not told that you know that I'm looking out or anything one day gives me a call and says uh, you know here's an opportunity I think this might be something of interest it seemed as if you know uh, I wished and somebody is actually you know <laughs> passed on the message to somebody and you know he's contacting me yes uh, uh, 
uh, i just applied and you know god's grace uh, the process was too smooth to actually you know it, it felt too realistic unrealistic in a natural way to be you know uh, getting through the entire process and uh, finally i landed here uh, in uh, back end of uh, 2010 so uh, the plan was okay i come here uh, first and after in a few months i get things sorted here and then we bring uh, you know uh, my wife sushma and stuti here and you know we live here for a couple of years so that's how we planned it wonderful but then what happened uh yeah uh, i came here in october and then uh, december 14th uh, our daughter's uh, first birthday was on uh, uh, december 6 right after a week after her first birthday we got to know that uh, she was diagnosed with hearing problems uh, and then uh, with severe uh, hearing problem and also a mild hemiplegia which is weakness on one side of the you know uh, body uh, uh it was shattering uh, because we were completely shattered because we had absolutely no clue until uh, you know that point that you know anything was you know wrong with our daughter or uh, you know this thing and uh, it was double uh, uh, the kind of uh, panic because i was here you know i had just got this new job uh, and then uh, it was quite a timing that there were a lot of layoffs going on in uh, our office as well so i was kind of expecting it's kind of a i'm the last one to be in probably the first to be out uh, and yes it was uh, you know horrendous uh, and because at the end of 6 month 30000 people were laid off hmm. uh, and this is in lloyd so you know it's kind of an open uh, this thing but uh, yeah to be very honest i think our faith took a dip as well uh, but then there was that uh, you know uh, somewhere down in the heart that yes god in his god is in control and it, the first thing that occurred to my mind was you know probably all god was preparing for something you know all this way uh, and that's what and that's the reason why he brought me here because there was no reason for me to actually leave my current job and move in here uh, mm. so yeah it was uh, uh, this thing and uh, uh, 2 months later uh, well uh, for uh, about 6 months later they actually came back uh, here uh, rejoin and we started the you know medical process here uh, yes initially it was kind of okay but it was taking a long time uh, so that's when we decided uh, probably it will be good for my wife and my daughter to go back to india and then get the treatment there which is getting a cochlear implant uh done because that's what they said was the main issue uh, but here it would have taken about a year or so uh, with all the process uh, what it meant is i uh, had to be here uh, just to you know take care of the financial needs and all the medical expenses i could not have done that if i were to be in india uh, i couldn't have supported uh, you know that kind of uh, expenses but here being here you know god helped me actually do that uh, and that's exactly what happened uh, uh, to, uh, <coughs> in 2012 uh, may uh, she got a cochlear implant and uh, praise god uh, uh, her hearing was completely restored and uh, with regards to her uh, hemiplegia she she you know devikee uh, she was under physiotherapy and uh, you know uh, she was uh, making good progress everything was going fine and the plan was after one year you know they come back here so that by the time you know she would have uh, started speaking because her speech therapy was also on uh, everything was going fine uh, up until uh, december 
uh, in a 2012 and early january 2013 things again completely took a u turn uh, she uh, started getting epileptic uh, seizures so that completely took control over her she stopped uh, uh, she completely uh, you know <clears throat> forgot what she had learned in terms of speech therapy her speech completely stopped uh, she had started walking by then uh, again uh, you know completely her muscles became weak uh, weak and she just was and uh, honestly uh, it was more like the epileptic uh, epileptic uh, seizures was more of a focus than anything else because at one point in time doctor doctors actually kind of you know diagnosed her uh, with uh, some west syndrome and then uh, uh, said that you know she, she's just a guest for a few days uh, probably you know it's it's going to be over uh, and uh, Uh, yeah, again we, this was not told to me by my wife because i was here uh, they prayed they continuously prayed and you know uh, uh, god led them to another uh, you know a specialist and he simply ridiculed uh, what was diagnosed and said absolutely not this is nothing what was diagnosed uh, and he suggested an, uh, a surgery uh, which uh, happened in this april and her seizures were completely stopped now what happened during this process is something i am really interested to actually share with you uh, back in my you know when i talked about my education and everything i didn't have any option and i had to completely trust god because there was nothing nothing you know no other option that i could have thought of but in this case there was so much going on in my mind i think there was a bit of uh, you know um, doubts that started uh, creeping in uh, and uh, things completely took a different turn <clears throat> now and during this period i just want to uh, share as well uh, what happened is uh, uh, last september she was taken into an uh, hospital for about 6 weeks they absolutely could not rec- diagnose what what exactly was the issue uh, during that uh, moment again the doctor said you know we we are completely clue clueless as to what is going on uh, because what used to happen is her temperature used to go up until uh, 1 or 3 and then again immediately they gave medications and it used to drop till 96 so it was bit like hypothermia and this thing so again uh, it was pretty much our families and everybody started visiting us thinking that again she is not going to be you know surviving this uh, but that's when i you know we prayed and that's when i think we again reconnected with god and we completely gave it into his hands and said yes if this is exactly what you will if you're taking her back from us and if it is your will let it be done but if it is just the doctor saying no and trust me it's within 3 3 to 4 days you know doctors came to us and said that you know we don't know what happened we don't know what what's going on but she's getting back to you know uh, normal so that that's pretty much uh, you know uh, where we ended up uh, what i what i what i really want to reinforce is yes uh, we had lot of doubts and whenever we had doubts we saw that things were not going right and whenever we finally trusted on god he completely took control of control over the situation and yes uh two and a half it's been two and a half years uh 
you know me and my wife uh, uh were living you know here, i was here and she was uh, in india and then uh, last week they were you know they came back here uh, so that's where we are at the moment amazing yes. praise yes. god hey yes so uh, he hasn't stopped smiling by the way <laughs> yes. since shishmar and stuff he came back yes. here so and how, how i mean you've kind of spoken a little bit but how's your you know you've been on a bit of a roller coaster yes. faith wise through all of this because yes. it's it's been a a real challenge yes. challenging journey for you yes. and uh, just just being in a different country to your wife and family is difficult enough without all the worry and everything else that's gone on so how's your faith kind of changed and grown over this time yes. that you've been here uh let me tell you this uh, my starting point is uh every day i'm actually uh, you know my faith is increasing it's not to say that i'm perfect or anything i'm definitely not i'm better than what i was yesterday and tomorrow i'm sure is going to be better and this journey actually began at trinity uh, for me because uh, because i was alone here uh, you know monday through friday i used to work and it kept me busy and over the weekend uh, you know friday evening when i used to give a call to my wife uh, you know i used to be really depressed it's uh, fair to say i was kind of getting into a you know mental depression uh, she technically called this as okay you know you can't be doing this because you're tech- you know uh, this is your weakness uh, weakened sickness is what she call- what she called but uh, the only thing that actually kept me going was coming to church uh, there was something about trinity that i uh, you know came here i felt very comfortable about you know i just spent time with god i used to sit uh, you know probably back uh, there didn't want to actually you know speak to anybody kept to myself reserved uh, i came to morning church and i went back home just you know uh, try to catch up with them on skype and all those things uh, and then evening again uh, you know come back to church that's when i met uh, you know pastor david and uh, um, pastor christine as well so gradually we you know uh, came uh, closer uh, they got to know me you know my situation and things like that and uh, i can still remember it was in your garden one day we were actually you know, well you invited me uh, to your house i was like okay this sounds i mean you know a pastor inviting me to his house which like you know uh, i don't know how to uh, call it because uh, the ones that i have uh, experiences some people you know they good when they stand here and give the sermon you uh, try to get them after the sermon it's probably you know uh, i'm busy <laughs> types so, uh, and they were so uh, you know intense and you know, he and inika uh, uh, as well it got me and they were telling some things which was as if you know somebody was directing uh, you know directly telling it to me and this was not too long ago actually this was uh, you know last uh, september october uh, yeah this was uh, october it was like you no know, uh, you got to see your wife and daughter here i was like yeah thank you you know i really wish that but i can't see that happening because to my mind i definitely know that's not going to happen because the way things were going was not you know uh, i could have expected and again it did happen i uh, when i used to come to the evening service on sunday pastor christine she she said was like you know no your wife and daughter is going to be here well when these people were actually telling me it got me really thinking i mean they don't know much about me or anything like that they're praying for me and then you know they're telling this i mean this is something not you know they're making it is something that's exactly you know directed towards me 
I started really again, uh, you know, believing that they will be here. To be very honest, initially it didn't come to my mind that it's going to happen. Uh, just to give an example, I just, uh, you know, changed house uh, from where I used to live to a smaller one thinking that my, you know, wife and kid would not be here very soon and this was just in February and then, <laughs> you know, we kept praying and when I was in India, you know, a lot of people here, uh, you know, kept praying and keeping in touch and then, you know, constantly interceding with God. And yes, you know, it's no surprise they are here today. Uh, it's just, uh, I can say, out of everything, uh, my true graduation in Christ is here in Trinity. And, you know, that's what is uh, uh, really uh, important to me. And then, yes, we've got a long journey. To, we had a long journey. We have a long journey to go. But one thing I'm very, very sure is God is going to be, you know, with us. And... Well, if he has got us here, and then he knows what he's doing. Obviously, if he has begun this, there's definitely an end, which is the, you know, 100% sure that it's going to be better than what it is now. So, just completely given up to him, and then we are walking this faith. Mm. So, that's where, you know, Trinity fits. Uh, I mean... uh, It's not just me or my wife. Even our families know Trinity in, you know, <laughs> in a sense. Because when I was actually moving house, one of uh, the thing was very clear is don't go away from church. You know, you got to make sure you're going to find a house very near to this Trinity. So, yes, I'm glad I am here today. Amen to that. Yes. So, uh, yeah, it's good. Just in closing, I mean, we want to thank you for sharing. Um, I know you were so nervous the first uh, time you shared. And, uh, I'm still, I don't know if any of what I said was clear enough for you to pick it up, but. Yeah, it's sure. just thank you so much for sharing. But I'll just say in, in closing if someone else is going through uh, a struggle, you know, some, sometimes uh, people have this notion that when we become a Christian, when we, when we come to Christ, everything's just going to be fantastic from then on in. I mean it is because we have Christ with us but we still have Christ through the struggles and, and Jesus, any example is take Jesus' life he went through struggle after struggle after struggle and he was the son of God, he is the son of God so just from what you've learned by the way God has, has led you family what would you say today to somebody who maybe is going through a different kind of struggle but going through a struggle they're, they're in the valley of the shadow as it says in Psalm 23 what would you say to them how, how could you encourage them today uh, from what you've experienced going through some really dark days that you've been through when, when you thought that your daughter wasn't going to live and uh, when, you know, when you were so far away and I know how hard that is sometimes and, uh, what would you say uh Firstly, I'd say this God that we serve is a living God. Mm-hmm. And He is a perfect God, highly disciplined God, and He expects the same from us. So when we pray, I'd say that you completely, as we just sang, I surrender all. You, you give completely things unto His hand and leave control of it. And yes, your prayers will be answered. And it has happened to me in life. The reason I, you know, gave two parts of my life is one where I had no option, completely trusted on God, yet He led me and, you know, got me where I am. And there was another bit, yes, I trusted, 
but the level of faith was very very different but when it actually got to where it should be again things started going completely the way god wanted to be so when we pray to god i would say when you trust and faith you know trust him blindly because only that that's the magic bullet if your prayer needs to be answered trust him completely you can't give him a bit and then keep control of it to yourself it it never worked for me you know the only the, the instances in which things got to uh, better was where i completely said god i surrender everything unto you you know you lead me and i'm just going to follow i'm not going to do the thinking yes you just think of the outcome don't put the human logic into you know the way it's going to actually oh this is how it should have gone to get there no you completely have no clue as to how god can work he can change things in a second hmm. yes praise god and one last question why did you uh, choose jeremiah that reading about uh, the pots and no actually this uh, scripture was given to me uh, uh, very recently when we uh, uh, this april uh, when i uh, went to uh, uh when we were actually uh, in chennai for uh, stuti's uh, surgery uh, a very elderly woman uh, read this to me after that it got me actually thinking um, uh, you know yes uh, you know th- just because the clay is mud the potter is not going to throw the clay away right i mean what he's trying to do here he's going to actually you know reshape it into whatever seems fit to him which is god so and when i look back in fact all these uh, you know my weaknesses i'd never actually given any serious thought to it when i look back it all made sense to me that yes this is the way i have actually come through and that's the reason i wanted to give my testimony because god blessed me in public he didn't bless me in private and when i give glory to god i need to give him in public not in private that's Thank that's you. Right. Thank you so much for sharing.